welcome to Authors on the Air. I'm your host, Pam Stack. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Every day I read about crazy diets and fads that come along and everybody's jumping on the wagon. They've got to do don't eat after six o'clock. They have to do keto. They have to do this. They have to do that. My guest today is the is Dr. Roberto Tostado. He is the founder of the Eye Body Wellness Center, a medical facility specializing in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, stem cell detoxification therapy, and medically supervised weight loss programs. He is, has been a physician for over 23 years and is board certified in family medicine, regenerative regenerative and anti-aging medicine. He is certified by the American Academy of Restorative Medicine and a fellow of nutritional and digestive medicine. Dr. Tostado has written a new book that is fascinating. It is called WTF is Wrong with Our Health and the WTF is What the Food. Welcome to the studio, Dr. Tostado. I'm so glad to speak to you and thank you for taking time out of your busy day. Oh, and thank you for having me on your show, Pam. I greatly appreciate it. Hopefully we can make some people aware and empower them to heal themselves. You know, I I find this book so interesting because much of it is autobiographical from you. You talk about your heritage and your culture and your family who had horrible eating habits and uh, drank excessively, and you could almost see yourself sliding down that slippery hill until your daughter was born. I, I love that that was your motivating factor because a lot of people pay lip service, like you mentioned in the book, you know, their New Year's resolution, I'm going to get healthy, I'm going to exercise, <laughs> right? So, and I exactly. imagine it, as a physician for all these years, you've heard that yourself and and probably every excuse in the book. Absolutely. And that's why I mentioned in the book, I gave up Lent for Lent. You know, I grew up as a Catholic. Because, you know, right. the whole point being is that so many of us do make these resolutions, but we end up being con artists to ourselves. And you're absolutely right. My, my whole real um, principle here is to make people aware that they have to be inspired by something. They have to make this more of an emotional connection because if it just stays in the brain and knowledge and intellectual, many people are just paralyzed by analyzing over and over again versus taking action because they want to do it for their newborn daughter or because they're tired of being on 18 medications, whatever the case might be. They're tired of being tired. Tired of being tired, sick and tired. Yeah. And that's why I got tired of being a traditional medical doctor because what I realized, even going back to medical school, was that we were being taught pharmacology for two years, and yet I was taught zero hours in nutrition. Or it could have been one hour that I slept through because I don't remember. And the point being is, is that many patients go see their doctors thinking that they're going to get educated on perhaps their lifestyle. Maybe they could start eating different things to help their bodies heal. And on the contrary, doctors will typically say, I'm just going to give you more medication for this or right. that issue, and it becomes cyclical, and it becomes permanent in terms of this sort of uh, matrix that we live in in traditional medicine where once you're diagnosed, it's a sentence for the rest of your life. And what I'm trying to do as a medical doctor who went back to learning nutrition since I didn't learn in medical school is to give people the information, knowledge, and experience so they can start reversing what are all metabolic diseases 
in our day and age, like diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, chronic fatigue, chronic pain. And people are like, well, what do you mean I could reverse these diseases? Say, Absolutely, because health starts in your kitchen, after all, not in the yes. doctor's office. You so know, um, this is the whole notion. It, it occurs to me, and I'll tell you why I was fascinated with your book. First of all, the cover is really great. It's a, a donut with pink frosting and black sprinkles on it. And I thought, oh, <laughs> would I love to have that? Except it has been a few years since I've had anything like that. I will treat myself occasionally, but I don't overindulge anymore. Um, I had um, been diagnosed 20 years ago with psoriasis. It was hereditary from my dad. And only... One year, uh, like three years ago, I had a breakout for the first time, and my physician and the nurse said, you have to change what you eat. And I said, okay. And I was one of those people, Dr. Lasato, who when my doctor said something, i do it. I completely went back to an organic diet. It's plant and fruit-based, very little protein and, and hardly at all, but heavily based on a Mediterranean diet. And... It's made a difference. It's made a huge difference. Well, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that because two of the healthiest diets in the world that I do mention in the book are Japanese and Mediterranean because they yes. eat a lot of omega-3 fats, which unfortunately yes. in the American diet, a lot of people are opposed to eating seafood and fish. So most people eat what are known as omega-6 fats, which are inflammatory producing. So beef and chicken and pork. And on and on and on. And people say, well, I eat organic chicken breast. I said, exactly, but it's still omega-6 fat, which is going to promote inflammation. And the reason that the Japanese culture and the Mediterranean cultures are healthier and have le significantly less heart disease is because they focus more on a lot of the foods like fish, seafood, and lamb, for that matter. I jokingly call yes. lamb a fish because it's so packed with omega-3 fats which protect our hearts from heart disease, protect our brains against dementia. And this is how I, I educate my patients to, yes, you can still eat your organic beef, your organic chicken, but try to incorporate and integrate a little bit more seafood so that you could have these omega-3 protective fats in your body. You know, um, uh, I was looking through your website, um, and that's iBody Wellness Center. Um, you can go and find that, listeners. It's a beautiful website and explains what Dr. Sato is doing easily. Um, many people I know who are diabetic, and that does not run in my family, and thank God I'm not, um, do not understand that what they put in their mouth, especially processed foods, are poisoning them. Uh, I... I love to cook, and so and I like salt as a seasoning, but I don't like it as a preservative in my food. So um, I'm very conscious of labels, and as a matter of fact, I don't know if is this is the thing you rec recommend, but I've been told if you stick to the outer aisles, just start, make a circle around the store, that's where you're going to find the healthiest food, <laughs> rather exactly than going right. down the aisles. Yeah. No, you're right, because it's all the middle aisles that keep the processed foods, everything in a bag, in a box, but your foods that don't have ingredients, per se, like broccoli, broccoli, and apples, and apples, bananas, banana. These are the right. types of foods, I'm telling people, replace the processed foods and the fast foods with foods that are just real, things you find in a farm. And in fact, I tell people, the more you go to a farmer's market, the less you'll go to a doctor's office, because that's your medicine. Yes, and I, you know, yes. To, you know, it was Hippocrates who said, food's your medicine, right? And then in medical school, we take this Hippocratic oath, which I call the hypocritical oath, as you saw in the right. book, 
because to do no harm, if, right? To do no harm. <laughs> you are. All we do, all we do, is give harm, especially when all these pharmaceutical medications have dire side effects, and it becomes laughable when you see these commercials with yeah. take this for this, and yet you might suffer death and or cancer. Like, why would I want to take this? You so know, people I, I, have to understand. Yes. I, I think mm-hmm. that for so long, doctors have just been looked up to, and if they say take this pill, people say okay, assuming that their doctor is really telling them what is best for them. Because I think you're right; they they don't know um, not to take those foods that instead they control their illnesses through healthy living. Right, and and to to make the point, I am not anti-doctor because I'm a doctor. My right. point is is that. What patients need to be aware of that the mindset of a physician, a medical doctor, is such that through medical school and residency training, this is what our knowledge is. It's based on pharmaceuticals. So that you come to me, Pam, with X and Y symptom, I'm going to give you X and Y medication. But never will I talk to you about lifestyle changes because we're not trained. We don't have that expertise. Right. And so I had one patient recently who I put through our detox program to help him lose weight, get rid of his obesity and his uh, cholesterol issues. And he was telling me that he went to go see his cardiologist recently. And he asked the cardiologist, what can I do for my lifestyle to help my condition? And the cardiologist responded with absolutely no humor or irony. No, there's nothing you could change. I'm just going to put you on more medication. And that's the dilemma that we live in. We're going to yes. go see a doctor. We're going to get more medication. So rather than constantly going back to your doctors who will give you more medication, I'd rather that people become aware of the types of foods that they could put in their kitchen to help them heal their bodies versus continuing the maintenance of their disease with medication. Yes. Um, Dr. Tostado, what is the worst thing that people can put in their system, and what is the ingredient that makes it so bad? Probably sugar. And the problem is is that so many foods, particularly the processed foods, are made with sugars, whether it's uh, corn syrup, you know, this thing called agave nectar, and right. fructose which is so detrimental to our liver, it's almost as if you've become an alcoholic. That's how dangerous these sugars are and how they destroy the liver cells. And so processed food upon processed food on a day-to-day basis, and this could be crackers, it could be all the breads, uh, it could be all these beverages that are chock full of sugars and chemicals. And what happens is as they accumulate in our bodies, our bodies have evolved into these obese, what I call metabolic syndrome bodies, where it has high blood pressure or cholesterol issues or diabetes, because our body has had to compensate somehow for all these chemical exposures with a lot of sugars. And so what happens is that we need to become obese. I'll repeat that. We need to become obese because it's the fat tissue that is going to insulate us from all these toxins that have accumulated in our bodies that are in the foods that we eat, but even fruits and vegetables and proteins that have antibiotics, pesticides, herbicides, all these toxins accumulate in our body. And so the way our body can deal with it is by producing more fat tissue. And this is how we've become 70 to 80% obese in this country. It's, it's, in other words, there's no mystery. 
it, it sounds to me like the sugar is almost fermenting in the body and making it toxic. Right. And so this is how our body needs to metabolize it. It's by wow. sticking it into our tissues and our our liver is responding by increasing the storage of fat tissue and hormones at that point then go out of whack so that the thyroid will start to slow down so that it's not burning fat because the body wants the fat to, to remain there to insulate, right. us, insulate us from these toxins. So as you can see, it's kind of like a reverse evolution. And yes. this is why we're, we're becoming a fat-sick fat society. And uh, so with many of my patients, I tell them, look, we're going to clean up your liver. We're going to introduce you to whole foods, and that's how we clean your liver. And what's going to happen is you're going to help their metabolism. They're going to start to function at a higher level. They're going to start burning fat, not storing fat, and have more energy. And then they realize, oh, my God, I'm feeling better. And this is how it helped numerous people reverse their diabetes, their obesity. And, and these are people who have been on multiple diets, and they ultimately quit on these diets because they don't become lifestyles. It's just something like they do for two or three right. weeks or a month, and then they quit. And my point is to encourage people to have a whole food lifestyle going forward, whether they want to be vegan, they want to be paleolithic. And as you know, I joke about this in the book, label yes. yourself however you want. But if you're right. going to be a vegetarian, for instance, don't tell me you eat cheese pizza all day because those aren't vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> eat the damn vegetables. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's funny that you say that because I think that over the years, um, people – consider diet like a bad thing where diet right. is simply your nutrition your food intake is your diet what you eat is your diet so why not make it the healthiest you possibly can um and when you we talk about exercise people are thinking they've got to get on a treadmill or you know an elliptical and they got to work until they sweat and and they should pounds should just drop off them but if you're still putting crap into your system you're not going to have a good outcome, are you? Not at all. And that's why I say in the book, and it may sound a little provocative when I say exercise is overrated. But the reason I say that was because I used to be one of those people that worked out all the time, but I ate crap all the time. Takeout, right. pastas, bread. I was a donutaholic, hence the donut <laughs> on the book cover. And, and, you know, beer binges and all these things. And what I realized is with a lot of my patients who come in, and they're quite overweight, but they tell me that they have a boot camp they attend regularly or their gym memberships or their Zumba dancing. And I ask them, why are you still so overweight despite all this exercise that you do? And I tell them, before you answer, I will answer for you. It's because you don't know how to eat. Well, what do you mean I don't know how to eat? Well, no, because otherwise all that exercise would have made some kind of impact. Just like with right. myself, I was overweight when I was doing all the exercise. But once I stopped exercising and just Focus on whole foods that I enjoy, the fish, the fruits, the vegetables, the beans, mm -hmm. on a daily basis, no calorie restrictions. I, I leaned out without trying to lose weight, and it was because of the food, not my exercise. And that being said, interesting. I tell people, yes, find an activity that you enjoy. Like I enjoy nature walks and hiking because I don't mm -hmm. see it as exercise. Once people have that word exercise in their head, they could find it dreadful, and they don't want to yes. do it anymore. And yes. this is why I encourage people, look at it differently, and if there's an activity, whether it's dancing or Tai Chi or whatever gets you gardening, whatever gets you moving physically, that will be your regular form of exercise, but it's within a realm that you enjoy. 
So interesting to me. What would you say the five healthiest foods are for someone to reignite their wonderful way of living? Fruits and vegetables at the top because they are right. packed with antioxidants to remove toxicity from our body, the fiber to make our bowels move. And the vitamins and minerals are so key to so many of our functions physiologically. And outside of the fruits and vegetables, I always go for good fats. I'm a big fataholic, and I want to convert my patients from carboholic sugar brains to fataholics. And what I mean by fataholic is eating the good fats like avocados, olive oil, yep. coconut oil, um, omega-3 fats in fish, or omega-3 fats you find in seeds like pumpkin seeds and chia and hemp. And um, this way, the omega-3 fats work for your brain. They're brain food. And studies right. have shown that with coconut oil, people who have early onset Alzheimer's, by eating coconut oil like two to three to four tablespoons a day can help recover some memory because coconut oil is broken down to ketones, which goes directly to the brain as brain food. It can help restore some of the uh, damage to the brain from accumulation of toxins over the years. So um, wow. it's, and, and um, outside of that, um, I really tell people then proteins are your choice. Some people don't want to eat any kind of animal protein. Others that do, I encourage them once again to focus more on the fish and the fatty fish like salmon, right. sardines, anchovies, herring. Yeah. Because, again, heavy with the omega-3 fats that are so protective, and they help our cholesterol levels as well. And on a note on cholesterol, people who are on statin drugs, that's one of the first drugs I get people off of because it's so deleterious to our livers, to our kidneys. People start losing their memory on statin drugs to lower right. their cholesterol. And instead, I focus more on lifestyle and making sure they're taking some kind of omega-3 uh, supplement so that it can help balance out their cholesterol levels so that they're not so low but more balanced and yes. um, and that's a huge issue in our society where every doctor is obsessed with lowering your cholesterol and yet our brain is 80% fat so if we lower it too much we can become quite irritable and studies are showing people are committing more homicide and suicide because of the cholesterol being too low wow so I didn't know that it's, it's, that's interesting yeah. I, I didn't know that at all um, what role does water play in our dietary habits? So, you know, we've been hearing for eons that oh, water is good for you, but why is it good for us? And I didn't discover this until much later, really, after medical school. And, you know, hydration obviously is key for our organ systems, for our cells to function. You don't want right. your cells to be dehydrated. But from a more kind of macroscopic perspective, by drinking water, what we're really doing is we're cleansing ourselves, and we're cleansing the main filter of our body, which is the liver. And the liver is the focus here at our clinic because think of it as changing the filter of your car or yes. changing the filter of your aquarium. It runs better, better efficiency. The fish are healthier. It's cleaner. And as human beings, we don't change our filter per se, but by drinking water, at the very least, we're cleaning the liver so that rather than the liver only focusing on trying to hide these toxins and fat, maybe what it can do is remove the toxins from the fat cells 
so that it can eliminate through the urine, through our intestinal tract, through our skin when we perspire. Hence, that's where exercise comes in. And the point is, is then what water is doing is allowing our bodies to function at a high level physiologically. And by cleaning out our livers, we can actually start losing some weight by having a cleaner liver. And that's an adage I came up with, you know, a clean liver is a lean body. Because right. this is what I see time and time and time again versus sugar-filled monster drinks and energy drinks, which really are just artificial. And we, water will give you much more energy by cleaning your engine. Um, everything you've talked about always centers back to liver. Do you consider that our key organ? In many cases, yes. In, I would say yes, because it is one of the main organs of our entire digestive system. It produces bile to break down our fat. Mm-hmm. So many people, like you were saying earlier about psoriasis, who have dry mm-hmm. skin conditions, it's because their gallbladders might be corroded with just junk that's accumulated over the decade. So the bile that's produced by the liver isn't really being produced at the levels it needs to to break down the fats that we eat. So therefore, our skin becomes dry or inflamed mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. once our body can consume fats at a high level through the bile, you're lubricated and so, and you get the nutrition and the energy from the fat. So the liver is also responsible for uh, clotting blood factors. When we cut ourselves uh, for removing debris from our body, breaking down hormones that are used, so to speak, used up. And so mm-hmm. in this way, it really sets the tone of our body and our health. A lot of my friends who are writers particularly and, and avid readers tell me that they are insomniacs. So they can't go to sleep. And I insist that you must, as an adult, get eight hours of sleep. <laughs> and I do. I'm really good yes. about that. I have a, um, a very isolated bedroom. It's very quiet. It's very calm. My bed is comfortable. My sheets are soft. I don't have any electronics at all in my bedroom. Tell me the importance, how you feel about sleep. Now, sleep, I always tell people, is the best anti-aging medicine and then laughter. But sleep is right. critical because think of it as when you turn off your computer, you're allowing a rebooting to happen and you're removing all this excess information. Same thing when yes. we sleep. If we're not getting adequate sleep, our body's not resting. We're not producing the hormones that we need to to re-equilibrate our systems. And so many of my patients come in with issues of sleep. Why? Going back to the liver because their livers are congested. Your liver works overtime. Typically between the hours of 1 in the morning to 4, this is when most people's sleep is disrupted. They feel aroused, and that's because their liver has kicked in to keep removing toxicities from their body. And so when I see my patients complaining of insomnia or difficulty sleeping, immediately I put them through this liver cleanse for three weeks with a lot of whole food eating, unlimited amounts of whole food eating with supplements Mm -hmm. that are whole food as well, so that when you clean out the liver, now what you're doing is you're allowing the liver to rest as well. So you're not going to have disrupted sleep. And so people are getting better sleep and better energy. But the other issue of sleep in many of my patients has to do with cortisol, the stress hormone. And so by eating all these processed foods on a daily basis, cortisol is being overproduced. So what happens is you start developing belly fat because that's where the cortisol receptors are. And people start experiencing fatigue, 
or allergies or rashes, and some develop high blood pressure and diabetes due to this cortisol that's out of control because of all these processed foods being eaten on a daily basis. Right. So what I do is I nutritionally treat their adrenal glands where cortisol is produced to balance out their cortisol, and all of a sudden, this cortisol level being normalized allows the body to sleep along with a clean liver. So everything you described that you do is perfect. That's called sleep hygiene. And then on mm-hmm. top of that, I address the physiological and hormonal issues so that now they understand that to get a good night's sleep, it's not about taking a sleeping pill, but it's about making sure that their organ systems, their liver, and their cortisol are all in balance, balance. and experience deep sleep. And some people have told me, I haven't dreamt in decades. I'm able to dream again. So it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it really is, um, and that was something I had to teach myself to do, but I'll tell you what, I am very attached to my eight hours a night. Um, I, I am so happy in your book that you wrote a little, a little thing called Detach, and you talked about learning to love yourself, not in a selfish way. Will you speak a little bit about that, please? Well, I, I feel that, obviously, you know, I think we're in a society – where lies have become the truth, abnormal has become the new normal, and that we're caught up in this very technical world, this web of ongoing information, that we have become detached from each other and detached from ourselves. But I use detached in a different way. I'm saying that we need to, as human beings, detach from all of this white noise, all of this kind of frivolous information that we come across every minute, it appears, in our computers and our phones, so that we can try to listen to our inner self and that intuition that I talk about, that inner voice that, as far as I'm concerned, is a higher voice yes. to make the better decisions day to day to find happiness from within. We cannot find happiness from without, and this is why I wrote this last section of Soul Food where yes. take any form of meditation, because I think meditation can be a very intimidating word, so I try to put it in a practical way. So whether you're sitting in your toilet, you're in the shower, you're outside in your backyard, or you're just sitting at your porch, these are forms of meditation and ways of getting back into yourself in a quiet time to detach from our cell phones and our computers and our problems, really, in our day-to-day yes. life, so that we can try to find a space of quiet and solitude and quiet down a lot of this frustration or anger or pain that we feel by becoming a little bit more in tune with ourselves, our insight, and what that intuitive voice might be telling us. And in my experience over years in my lifetime, every time I listened to that little intuition, it guided me in the right direction, whether it was meeting my wife, leaving Kaiser to do nutritional-based medicine, and mm-hmm. I find that these moments of detachment, of alone time, being good selfish, as I say, it's just yes. a way to recenter and reboot yourself so that you can aspire to a better self and listen to what your symptoms and your body are telling you. Something's not quite right or something's off or why is this happening to me? And then maybe you can make these higher connections and stop certain activities or habits or people for that matter. I believe that's yes. how you detox people from your life. So yes, that I agree. So you can feel, yeah, you're elevating your life 
through these meditative moments or moments of detachment from ongoing stress and you know ongoing unnecessary information and you're it's true what you say it is unnecessary information it's not even factual in most cases and you know everybody's first inclination is to go to google and get an answer but sometimes right. that's just not the right place to go like you said you know you've got to detox yourself from the bad food but you've got to detox yourself from all the noise that's that's coming at you every single day Absolutely. And it's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Can you please um, share your best piece of advice for listeners? Well, as I said at the beginning of the interview, that health really does begin in your kitchen and not your doctor's office. There's this one quote by Nobel Prize winning writer, uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez from Colombia. Yes. Who himself was a doctor. And in uh, Love in the Times of Cholera, he put that surgery is the failure of medicine. Well, I expounded on that in the book, and I said, and medicine is the failure of nutrition. So we really need to look at our kitchen table in our refrigerators and really make it a point to start by removing processed foods from your kitchen and replace them with the fruit that you enjoy the vegetables that you enjoy. As I jokingly say, eat the vegetables you hate the least because a lot of people don't like vegetables. Right. Learn, to, learn to cook. There's so many shows available now for 10-minute meals. Don't yes. focus on convenience foods because convenient foods have made disease convenient. And this yes. is the most practical way I tell people how you can start healing your body. Farmer's markets, whole foods, food, fruit from your backyard, that is as organic as it gets. And Boy, you're this not way kidding. you can start your path. Yeah, your path to healing. You know, um, it occurs to me that um, I, I buy certified organic and certified humane if I'm going to buy fish or lamb. Right. I will have those occasionally, not a lot. Um, and I like fish and I like lamb, but I'm just really cautious about it. And um, one of my friends said, but it's so much more expensive to buy organic. And I said, yeah, but I'm not buying steak and I'm not buying pork. And so what, what, you, what you get back in the healthy fruit and vegetables is so much better than spending your money on, on the bad stuff, red meat, which is, you know, a colon cancer's best friend is red meat, right? Exactly. So, and and it's, not, so, it's not like fast foods are cheap either. No, they're not. I mean, it's very cereal, expensive. It's terrible. Yeah. 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 Well, we don't do breakfast cereal in this house. Yes, it's very expensive. No. No. Um, I, exactly. I want to say one more time the name of the book is WTF with a little asterisk is Wrong with Our Health, which simply means what the food is wrong with our health by Dr. Roberto Tostado. He is the founder and medical director of the iBody Wellness Center in California. I want to thank them for their support for this, uh, this wonderful interview that I learned even more. I'm going to focus more on liver now, Dr. Tostado. I'm going to focus more on liver, <laughs> even though I eat a pretty healthy, I have a pretty healthy diet right now. So thank you so much for being my guest. Next book you write, I want you to come back, and one day you and I are just going to talk about food and great recipes would that be okay that's fantastic and my wife's working on her book how to raise a healthy family so we'll throw that in 
We will throw that. She'll come on and we'll talk about how to raise a healthy family. Because in these Absolutely. busy, busy days, it's hard to um, to think about taking care of a family in an organic, healthy way. So, um, Dr. Tostado, tell everyone where they can find you, please, on the webs and every place else. Yeah, absolutely. So, my website is www.theibody, T-H-E, letter I, B-O-D-Y, dot com. And uh, on the website, they'll find my phone number. If they're interested in the book itself, it's available currently on Amazon and digital platforms. And it can also be requested at Barnes and Noble bookstores. It is absolutely an essential book. It's not real big. You're not going to get lectured. It's 130 pages of common sense information. Please go and get that book. You'll see a copy on my website. And also there'll be a copy up on my Facebook page. Dr. Roberto Tostado, muchas gracias. And thank you for everything. <laughs> okay. Thank you so Have much. Have a Sarah. great day. You're absolutely you welcome. Too. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> And that's my show for right now. I appreciate you being here, and thank you, Mom and Dad. I'll see ya.